You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamualaikum Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM uh, with uh, me inshallah I should have Sheikh Ridwan on the other side. Assalamualaikum Sheikh. Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh yesterday in reflections um we covered a few things um this segment of our reflections is supposed to be um living our faith in the context that we live in living our faith in the context that we are in one of our listeners have asked he's named rahman is it something that he needs to change to abdul rahman or can he just stay with the name rahman So you want me to start with the um, discussion on um, the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and specifically Rahman Just Rahman, yes And you're saying somebody called in? Called in to say, I mean they, they've been calling and they've been quite, uh, they, they want to know from you that Rahman is their name uh, Is it okay for them to be called Rahman or is it has, does it have to be Abdul Rahman? Yeah, so Rahman is, is one of these It's a very special name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And actually in the Quran if, if you think about it It's actually one of these names that are considered to be Almost identical uh, Or used in the place of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or the name Allah Ism al-Rahman So the Quran says Say O Muhammad sallam, And beseech Allah through the name Allah Or beseech him through the name Ar-Rahman Whatever name you choose to beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be not what he will be, he will have, he will still have the most perfect, the most beautiful, the most um, perfect of names. And, and this this interchangeability between Ar Rahman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the name of Allah and the name of Rahman means that it's one of these names that cannot be used except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is like Al-Bari So Al-Bari is the one that that brings something into being Al-Musawwir is the one that, that shapes something These are special names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And from that perspective It's it's very important to realize that we, When we use the name Ar-Rahman uh, It cannot be used for human beings And a person cannot be um, called upon as being Ar-Rahman Because it's a special name that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has Um, because of the, what, what it does In fact, if you understand Specifically what it does Then you'll understand why it's a specific name That's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because what it indicates as a name Is that there's people Or things Or, or, or um, beings in need And the Rahman is the one that gives To them Without asking Or without seeking any kind of justification For giving He doesn't do it subhanahu wa ta'ala As a Rahman And to whether the person that's receiving is a person who believes in God, or believes in Ar Rahman, or believes or disbelieves in Ar Rahman, doesn't differentiate between, between animals and and and, and um, you know the, the the kind of physical kingdom of vegetation. It doesn't make any difference at all. Ar Rahman is the one that continually gives in this earth. So it kind of for me it kind of shows that you have to have somebody. Who wants to receive mercy For God to give the mercy in and of itself So this is very interesting That, that there has to be something that receives it To justify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Having the name Ar-Rahman So God created creation 
so that he could manifest um, this name Ar-Rahman to um, creation without soliciting any differentiation between um, people that deserve and people that do not deserve. Um, and this is why, you know, the famous saying in Arabic is Ar-Rahman al-Dunya wa Rahimuhuma that Allah is the Rahman of the dunya specifically for the world he will give and he will even allow the person that is obstinately um, fighting against his God's plan uh, is an enemy of God God will still give them enough in this life for them to feel that they are uh, on a path of, of, of felicity and happiness and, and, and success and it's only in the hereafter when you, when you see the quality of Rahimiyah which is God's being Rahim where you this specifically, um, you know, set aside for people that um, fulfilled their their, their actual trust in God, which is to live their life in accordance with the dictates of the moral law, and also um, start to spread some of this mercy mm. on the rest of creation. So you have the hadith of Abdul Amr ibn Asr anhu, the famous hadith, which is a hadith of Rahma, which is the first hadith that we learnt when we were studying. It's, it's considered to be the first hadith that you should learn. Scholars have always, from, from time immemorial, taught this hadith. The Prophet Amr ibn Asr said, the Prophet said, that show mercy upon those on the earth so that the one in the, in the heavens will show mercy upon you. And this is why we cannot call in anybody a Rahman, but what we can do is Sorry, Sheikh, uh, can, we get a, can we get a hadith again? Um, yes, yeah, so this hadith is famous hadith. It's related by Imam Tirmidhi. It's related by other, other, other collections of hadith. It's called Al-Musansib Al-Awwaliyya. The technical term for it is the Hadith Al-Rahmah Al-Musansib Al-Awwaliyya. This is a hadith which is a hadith of mercy, <coughs> but it's also the hadith which is considered, which by the common um, custom of scholars has been the first thing they taught their students which is the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, who was one of the young companions of Prophet He was, you know, um, extremely young in the Prophet When he became Muslim, he was one of the few companions the Prophet gave permission to to actually write down hadith um, in terms of actually writing down, writing down in leather and, and in parchment. He taught him that, you know, telling people, show compassion upon people that are on earth. So that the one in the heavens, which is Allah, um, shows mercy upon you on earth. Mm-hmm. So this idea, you know, in Christianity you have this idea, do unto us on earth as it is in heaven. So you this idea that what you do here, and even in Taoism and Confucianism, they have the same idea that you should, you should um, work well and live well and live morally on earth so that the, the Creator and will then recompense you and reward you in the hereafter based upon your actions on earth. And this is why this, this name, Ar-Rahman, is such an important one because we cannot, it's untouchable in terms of being used for other people. It's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you're actually told, you're actually instigated and, and, and um, encouraged to actually take on the quality of Rahman in every single aspect of your life. And, um, you know, the, the thing here is that we always have you know, levels of authority. We have people that are, you know, have parents of children, or you have people that are in charge of workers. In that kind of situation where you have the upper hand, it's always important, even in that situation, to show mercy. This is why, you know, the mother and the father are encouraged, and for the mother specifically, 
is has a disposition to show mercy to our children because they have a, a, a sense of strength and control over somebody that's not as strong and not as able and this is why in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ar-Rahman ala arsh that the merciful ascended upon the throne the arsh which is the throne of God where, which is where God um, you know rules over the, over the dominion mm-hmm. when he's on the throne and, and in control of the throne and in possession of the throne he is known by the name Ar-Rahman and that is interesting because that means that in a, in a situation of authority and power and influence the quality that Allah took and this is for us is very important the quality that Allah took and the disposition that Allah took Hmm. Was the disposition of mercy and the attribute that manifests itself is the is is the attribute of mercy, not of of al qahar which is overpowering, not of justice which is al adil. You know this this is the, the 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 actual quality of mercy in a situation where you'd imagine that it's much easier to have a strong hand to be just to be to be overpowering and to be to be vengeful and to take revenge. Hmm. And re- the reality is that we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being Ar-Rahman in that quality of being in charge of creation and, and having complete control over creation We were speaking about um, Allah's attribute Rahman and how uh, it is for everyone uh, not the devout not the only ones who overtly look or practice or are there in close connections with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, I mean, the quality of Rahman, Rahma, or um, in turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously is, is more pertinent for people that are are distant. So if you think of reaching your, your destination, if you're traveling somewhere, and the further you are, the more you have, the effort you have to place in getting to the place you're going to. And also, um, the more that you're called to travel as well. So you can imagine you're, you're actually told to leave earlier. You're um, you're more in need of of, of having um, provisions and, and preparation, uh, but it's for everybody. I mean, this is why the month of Ramadan is not just to perfect the people that are you know in a sense in, in a good state with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala before the Ramadan comes. It's actually the reality is that it's a it's a fast track for people to actually you know pass beyond people that have been doing well before Ramadan. And this is this is part of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives an, as an excuse as human beings to to actually subdue um, the intake of food. And food, remember, food is something that um, plays on the mind more than any other desire because it's such a human um, animal desire as well because it's so innate that you have to eat. And when you're in the state of uh, hunger, you can do anything for just filling up your 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 belly. And, and people in poverty will understand. That that's when the the shaitan really plays with people's minds when he he wants them to um, cut corners in terms of what's permitted and to you know takes other people's rights. And this is why we see in, in, in certain countries uh, who perhaps don't have a religious tradition where people don't really care how they get their, their wealth and they and they go, go and then they actually kill people and they, they kind of do things like that. And this is why people in that specific state of being distant from God are actually in far more need of, of um, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, what we know from our tradition is that the Prophet mentioned the, the famous instance of the person from Bani Israel who killed uh, 99 people and he went to for some reason an inclination fell in the person's heart to return to Allah 
to repent, but the person that they went to 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 find how they could do that told them that there's no way back, and the and the, the person ended up killing this person that that uh, advising that there's nothing that they can that can be done. And what happened even after the killing of that person, it said that person from the Bani Israel he continued with the intention to repent, and he found a person of knowledge. The person always told him to go to a specific place to travel to a specific company, group of people, for their suhba, for their company. And as he set off, he passed away on the way. And the different narrations of the hadith all point to the same thing, that what was important wasn't the fact that he was close to the place or that he had reached the place or he had done something. The important thing was that he had the intention to do something. And that intention was the means by which Allah, you know, really crushed down the the distance between him and that place and the angels of paradise took him off to hmm. the proverbial place of his his place in paradise it indicates that our tradition is one that focuses more than anything on this quality of mercy Sheikh, sorry, uh, that God Sheikh, is mercy, um, then there comes a there comes, sorry there comes a point sometimes in life where you've sinned so much you have transgressed so much that you feel I'm not worthy of praying I'm not worthy of even making dua I'm not in a position uh, in my life where I could possibly stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him of anything w- w- what does this name Rahman tells us in this situation I mean that that's a that's a common excuse. The shaitan will you know I think I think I'll mention to you it's the shaitan is on the on your on your case and he will provide you with any reason for you to stop coming towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any excuse that you can get. Hmm. And the the biggest excuse is obviously that your um you know, the fact that you're you, you feel that you're so far that surely God can't um forgive me. Hmm. I'm, I'm so distant. even God who is merciful cannot cannot, cannot connect with the degree of, of transgression and um, and indiscretion and sin that I've fallen into. The, the feeling of the, the feeling of hypocrisy, the, the feeling mistaken. of that you 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 you, 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 you keep transgressing. Yes, if you will can complete. You will, the, the issue of continuing to transgress is is different from whether you God will accept your your repentance. Mm. You understand? So it's it's more of an issue of that God has a quality of mercy, and that that quality of mercy will not disappear. It will not be effaced. It will not be changed. It will not disappear. You have a quality of being a human being, which is your insan. You're you're prone to um, insan means specifically it means to be a person who's forgetful of your obligations. You forget yes. and you make a mistake and you you repent. But Allah mm-hmm. Subhanahu wa Taala says that if human beings had not sin that God then God would create another creation that would sin and God would forgive them. One of the things is that the God manifests his mercy when he when we when we kind of show our you know this quality of insecurity and also in, in insufficiency. We don't we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And and that imperfection of human beings is a way back So is that in, well. in in a in a way that could be a sign of pride and haughtiness that you achieve perfection but you can never be perfect you, you, you seek perfection yes yeah, so why why you not created perfect because you 
you, you even the kind of you know if you look at the the death of Pharaoh, you know how did he die? He died. Scholars of Tafsir they mentioned that he died through a mosquito bite. Hmm. It was to show him that he was he was not this thing that he felt was strong and he I am your greatest lord. He wasn't. He was insignificant to the point that God brought him to his knees and killed and, and killed him off with this. Sorry, um, that was Nimrod um, with this simple thing of of the, of the mosquito. So, you know, you have to think. Allah wants to, us to realize our incapacity in front of Him, our mm. um, inability to even sort our own situation that that we are frail and that we're prone to this um, constant failing in, in His presence. And when we fail, then the turning back to Him is glorifying Him through this quality of Rahman. That you're you're asking God through this quality of mercy. You're also asking Him from this quality of Rahim that he fulfills his quality, manifests his quality. And this is why Ramadan is such an interesting one because it's the month of it is the month of that over overpowering mercy that Allah envelops upon the creation. And this is why the hadith of Al Bukhari is Ramadan when the month of Ramadan comes the, the, the gates of, of mercy are opened. And why is that important? Because it means that the people that are transgressing, this is the month in which the and because they come to lessen their food and lessen their drink and lessen their interactions, they then are able to focus on where their shortcomings are. It's almost as if you have an empty, um, you know, kind of cavity where you can hear everything of what you are. And that, that even, even the month, giving the month as, as, a, as, a, as a, an exercise for people is, is a mercy in and of itself. Um. Carrying on from the, the, this uh, quality of Rahman, when we say it is for uh, that part of Allah's mercy, which is for everyone, does it give, in in a, in an indirect way, give license to people that can that we can, because we're fallible, because we're insan, because we forget, and sometimes uh, you, you become less accountable, and you think, yeah. I'm going to make a mistake anyway. This is how I'm made. So I can carry on the way I am because I'm insan. Yeah, but you, you know, that's, are you trick, trying to trick? Who are you trying to trick? You can trick yourself. I mean, you can probably, um, you manage to convince yourself that you're weak and you're forgetful. And but you deep down, you know the reason why you're doing something. Hmm. And at the end of the day, is it is it about scraping into paradise after after God having purified you in 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 punishment, or is it about trying to vie for the highest states of paradise? Remember, there's there's people in front of you in a queue lined up to be in the presence of Allah and His Messenger. There's people in a line in front of you vying fastabiqul khayrat. The Quran says and vie with one another. To collect all these, all these, all these, all these goods, all these, all these um, good actions, and that is why do you fastabiqul? Why does it say to buy? Why does it say to strive and to compete? It does it because you don't just want to get some kind of mercy. You want actually to be close to the messenger Sallallahu You want to be, you want to actually view. You know, like when you have, I don't know if you went to a football match. You want to get a good. View. If you've been to a concert or something, you want to get a good view. You want to be right at the front. You want to be at the, the best seat. That's why they're more expensive. You don't just want to just just be pushed in and, and sitting in, in the corner 
where you can't hear anything, you can't see anything. It's very similar to our connection with paradise. You know, it's, one of the teachers of um, Sheikh Muhyiddin al-Arabi, Rahmatullahi, he went to visit him and he, he actually he spent all his time separated from everybody. He, he kept himself to himself in the middle of the forest and, and he said, are you not, are you not um, lonely? Do you not feel the, the, the need for interaction with people? And he says, look, mm-hmm. I want to speak with somebody. I speak with Allah uh, when I recite his, the Quran. When I want to converse with the Prophet, I, I pick up a book of Hadith. When I want to speak to the companions, I pick up one of the books of, of Tarajim, one of the books of the biographies of the companions of the Prophet. And he said, I do this for the simple reason that I want to vie with them. Do they think? He said, and he said something very interesting. He said, you, I don't want the companions of the Prophet to think that they can have him all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted actually to, he wanted to force himself into proximity of the Prophet this is by saying I'm not going to make excuses I'm not going to say I'm going to commit sins let's just commit 10 tonight he's going to say I can put off committing sin today in all the things that I've done before and I'll try that tomorrow and the next day and the next day and then that is how you start to vie to be towards go towards the angelic realm rather than being in a a person who is just scraping along you know plodding, uh, plodding along in life and not really taking the hereafter seriously. You mm-hmm. have to take mm-hmm. the hereafter. You have to take your religion. You have to take your salvation very, very seriously. And, Sheikh, well, and if you're thinking that, that, that concept sense, of that, you you're not going to enter paradise because of your deeds. You're going to enter paradise because of Allah's mercy. Mm-hmm. How, how do I understand that? How, how? So no matter how many good deeds you do, um, it doesn't matter because the entry to paradise, entry to the um, closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only due to his mercy. Sometimes I struggle to understand that. I mean, it's true, it's a hadith, it's, it's not an understanding, I think it's a hadith of Prophet that none of you will enter paradise be um, amalihi with his actions. And the companion says, Wala anta ya Rasulullah, and he says, Wala ana illa an yatagammadini Allah bi rahmatin min huwa fadl. Famous hadith of Imam Muslim, in which the compa- he Prophet said that none of you will enter paradise with your, by your actions. And the companion said, even you, O Messenger of God. And he said, even even myself, unless God envelops me in his mercy and his uh, fadl, which is his overflowing generosity. Mm. Now, the Prophet there was talking about entering paradise. And that, that's that idea of, you know, like just getting into it. But your actions are the thing that decides on your status and your your station and your place. So, for example, you you you've got you've got British British citizenship. Um, you you could be in the most luxurious part of you know I don't know what the most sought over. I was actually reading a report that Edinburgh is the second most um, you know sought after place to live in the world. I don't know if that's that's correct, <laughs> but the point is. You do you want to live there or do you want to live in a really kind of dungy place which has got really bad neighbours and you know there's the mm. a terrible stench and there's factories right next door that keep you up day and night the, the metaphor is the same because it's about what station do you want to fulfil and, and as a human being what is your possibilities what is your you know what is your possibility for you as a human being and what's the highest thing that you can reach and that is you know everybody has to ask themselves that are you going to take for granted that this is as much as you can do? Because I'll tell you, one of my experiences in life is that you, you meet people that always tell you that they always consider themselves to only be able to do something very menial. Um, 
in terms of the world and, and even in terms of religion until they tried to better themselves and then they realized that they had so much more potential mm. and we have to remember that that's what each person has to ask themselves do, do you just do, you just do what you expect yourself to do or do you try and push yourself harder yeah stretching yourself yeah you know that's at the end of the day that's what our religion is, is based upon mm. not just um, you know being ashabul yameen but also Sabiqun in Surah Al-Waqiyah talks about the people of the left hand who are destined for God's punishment, the people of the right hand who are pious and, and, and righteous, and then there's Sabiqun and Sabiqun, which are the people that are outstripping everybody else, running faster than everybody else and the reason why they're mentioned in Surah Al-Waqiyah is that God is indirectly telling you that you need to be part of these people that these people exist and why don't you become uh, one of these people and that's why we have to go right to the core of it, which is our nafs and um, the thing that's telling us oh we do, god's going to be merciful therefore don't worry about what we're doing that is the thing it's like abu saeed abu khair he said that every time your head touches the ground in prayer he said remember that it's 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 telling you to get throw off your ego from your head you know your mind and arrogance when you're doing such that allah is actually trying to remind you that thing that is making you haughty and arrogant mm. you need to leave it on the ground and that's the thing that stops you... How, how, do, how, how do we do that? How do we do that, Sheikh? In the last few minutes, um, this haughtiness, how do you, you get rid of this haughtiness, this, this something that you are something? You, you are big in your own mind and you continue to upset yourself and people around you. I mean, the, the thing about haughtiness is it's is, is, is al-izzah. Al-izzah is this quality that is only of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the ways of getting rid of it is to 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 to, to actually reflect on the fact that this is a quality uh, that is not befitting of any human being. It's a special quality of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So this quality of arrogance, this quality of of uh, izza, is something that is God's alone, and God confers it on people because He gives it, not because you deserve it. And it's sufficient to understand the negative qualities of uh, of of this haughtiness, which is that the the, the social impact it has, the impact it has on relationships with people, and to vie with God in one of his essential qualities oh. um, is, you know it's not befitting of a, of a human being that calls themselves a servant of Allah that is fast in the month of Ramadan that they do that Time just now is 9.57, iftar is going to be at 9.59 a few final moments uh, and I'll ask Sheikh to just make uh, a dua uh, before we go for a moment of silence and Maghrib Adhan then. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As-salatu wassalamu ala Muhammadin Khatmin Anbiya Sayyid al-Mursaleen wa ala alihi wa sahabati wa rmayameen wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsani li yawmi al-deen Rabbana taqabil minna salatina wa siyamana wa raku'ana wa sujudina wa ja'alna ma al-abrar ya aziz ya ghafar اللهم نسألك بنوربتك الذي ملأك نرشيك وبرحمتك التي وسع كل شيء أن تغفر لنا يا أرحم الراحمين وتقبل منا ما قدمنا يا أرحم الراحمين ويفرج الله سبحانه وتعالى that he accepts the fast that we've done today Amen. and he makes a means of forgiveness for this ummah because Allah that he um, clears the illnesses of people that are ill in this ummah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to the aid of this ummah Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he prays the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam as is befitting of the presence of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts our actions in this month and makes a means by which we gain closeness to him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbi Rabbi Lizzat, Muslim, 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 Muslim,
Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Please remember us in your du'as while you're making du'a for yourselves. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app. 